0: Hello, and welcome to Tic Tech Talk episode thirteen, the most unlucky episode we've recorded to date. My name is Rob. I'm Candice. And today we're gonna treat yourself. Each, yourself, each other's self. <laughs> we're gonna talk about our wish lists and what we'd like to get. Um, if we had unlimited money and no common sense. So, we kind of
1: want to treat this like, um, like Christmas was almost five months ago. Now we're in the middle or in the beginning of May, so it's sometimes fun to make a little wish list and kind of get ready for the next holiday season. Yeah,
0: talk about what's on our minds. We want to get, um, but before we just talk into what we want to get, of course, we have to talk about how we manage and curate these lists of items. Because um, as Candace and I both know, Christmas doesn't start on December first. It starts. On January first, we start building that list for next year.
1: Yep, exactly. And the most important person that you ever will shop for is yourself. So I think we're gonna give us a little bit of liberty to be a little bit extra narcissistic,
0: materialistic, And
1: materialistic, and all the other istic things. Uh huh. Um, and start off. So I guess for wish list management, how do you manage your wish list? Rob?
0: Um, so I have a couple of lists. I just keep across um, Evernote, the Notes app. Um, I still have some One OneNote stuff kicking around. Uh, Probably the biggest list for me though, the more centralized ones, I have an Amazon wish list, which I keep fairly up to date, Um, but for more like big ticket items, things that like I really wouldn't buy for myself, I have a PC part picker list that's pretty extensive. Um, And on that, you know, it is PC components for a machine I'm working on, but a lot of it is peripherals, so I have my monitors on there, my mice, keyboards, um, speakers I was interested in getting, all sorts of stuff like that. So... It ends up being a lot of my tech stuff, and most of the stuff I would purchased is on there. Um, that said, when I want, like you know, um, when I was buying my Apple Watch, I intently researched just that. So I think. My solution is a little scattered and less focused because when I'm looking for something, it's very yeah. singled and focused, and I don't really need to list it because it's on my mind.
1: Yeah, it's like you're the big ticket item that you have that you've been saving for. I'm pretty much the same way. I have usually one wish list notebook in mm-hmm. Evernote. Um, In there, I clip whatever I find on the internet that's not on Amazon, so you remember for later. Uh, but most of the time, it's on Amazon. I add it to my wish list, and I use it. The only thing now is it's a little bit jumbled. I should have split it into different lists, but I have like textbooks and stuff there, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't look as fun. Sometimes there's like textbooks and then the coffee makers and then like the one big ticket item. Um, But the one thing I do recommend is uh, a website called Camel, Camel, Camel. Have you ever heard of Camel, Camel, Camel? I've not
0: heard of Camel, Camel, Camel.
1: It's a simple website where you take a URL of an Amazon product that you want, and it does price history. And so you can also sign up for notifications. So if you say if it drops a certain percentage or a certain amount off the product, it'll notify you. And I think that's kind of how I curb my amazon addiction sometimes i say oh i want this item it's a little bit too expensive for what i want to pay but if it drops down to this price i'll be willing to get it so i've been using that recently to help save a little bit more money
0: if i were you and if you anybody else interested um pc part picker has kind of a similar thing they do price history but they also do multiple vendors so it'll alert you if the price ever drops to this point across I think they do, like, maybe 10 vendors. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to expand in different categories. I believe they were starting to do laptops, too. So if you were interested in those kind of things. um, Mm -hmm. So it's a lot like Camel, 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 but a little more in-depth, but definitely more focused. It's only one um, category of items, really.
1: I'm not sure if you have that problem, but I'm pretty much an Amazon brat at this point. I rarely ever order outside of Amazon. I think in the last eight months, the only time I've ordered beyond Amazon was Shutterfly, and that was for the Mother's Day gift that I ordered recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, at this point, I'm not sure if you get that feeling. I don't like to order anything outside of Amazon because if it doesn't come within two days, <laughs> I'm not waiting. Um, I'm not
0: quite the same. Like, I know my monitors, which is probably one of the biggest tech purchases I've done to late, I ordered through B&H, um, the advantage there being I didn't have to pay any tax, oh, Okay. on an expensive item was, like, really awesome. I saved a ton of money with that. Um, so I'd highly recommend them. Um, also, I've done a couple first-party retailers just because I like some like the services they provide. Um, but when I'm doing first-party retailers, I usually just go and buy it in person because I can't wait. <laughs>
1: I think the big one exception for both of us is we like going ordering from Apple directly whenever we buy our Apple products, mm-hmm. um, going into the store. That's what I do for my iPad as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same with um the Microsoft stores nearby. And if there was a Google store nearby, I'm sure I'd go to it. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And Best Buy for like smaller things. But I agree with the most part. Um, I have one question for you, and this I think might speak a lot to our position as college students, but on your wish list um do you ever dream of like trips or getaways or is it more materialistic um i know Um, we're focusing on the material today but
1: um i think it's definitely has changed recently like i came actually a year ago now that i was done study abroad so i was able to travel to a couple countries and stuff like that too before i actually really didn't have any experience traveling alone and it was really never on my radar to travel Uh, that being said after experiencing i now understand the full value of it and so i do have a couple places in mind that i plan on going um, luckily, I got a tax return that is a little more generous than I expected, so I'm planning that. Um, but that's just separate. I usually just mentally a lot amount of money I have in a bank account. Um, usually, I keep just track of more materialistic things that I'm planning to buy in order. Mm. How about you?
0: Yeah, not really, but it's something I've been thinking about more and more. Uh, maybe I should be thinking about it more. You know, these college years are pretty valuable in that sense where I don't have a lot of responsibilities. I don't have to take mm. vacation time, it's just pre allotted for me. So. Um, It's something I've been thinking about, but have not acted on a lot.
1: There's, um, have you heard of Simple, the debit card, or that like that debit card that people are getting now? It's supposed to be like the new age kind of thing.
0: Um, maybe, but keep going.
1: I have one, I don't really use it as my main one, but it would seem really effective. What you can do is you set goals towards certain things. So if you want to buy a new car, or if you're planning to like buy an engagement ring, all these things. And so, what simple does is it, it doesn't actually move the money, but it allots it. So, mm-hmm. it creates the illusion that it's taking money out of your main account and allotting it. And so, you can save for goals. I think it'd be really effective if you were planning to go on a big trip, you know, you're seeing that money being allotted, and then you're not tempted to spend. Um, they also do this calculation where they tell you how much you can spend per day to stay on your goal. Interesting. So I use it for a little bit, and I, it was really effective. The only thing I didn't like about it was they're not available on a lot of ATMs, um, wow. especially on campus. There's only, like, two big banks. So that kind of stopped me from using it.
0: Interesting, interesting. For my money management, um, I have my own system where as soon as it goes into checking, I immediately move... Um, I look at it first, but then I move the majority out because it um, reduces the risk and also limits what I can spend. So, like, if I'm borrowing money well, barring for myself really, but moving it, then it kind of keeps me aware that, hey, I'm spending more than I usually do. Um, I also use Mint just to kind of track the trends. And I've been looking into Digit a lot lately. I'm not sure if you're familiar.
1: No, I don't know what Digit is. So
0: Digit is pretty cool because it'll take your purchases and round up to the nearest dollar and it'll save that money for you and put it into an account. Um, I haven't set it up quite yet, to be fair, but I'm really interested in it. I think that's a really cool idea. And like saving it towards a big goal or something and making that savings um, more gradual. Put it towards you. I think the idea is, you know, young people, millennials, aren't as good at saving money. Yeah. So if they can just automatically save some money for you, you can start working on a retirement fund or something like that. But the same philosophy could certainly be applied to um, a vacation or something. And I know yeah. they allow for multiple accounts. So it's a pretty cool product. I would mean to try it out. I just haven't taken the time.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I know, like, Bank of America, my Bank of America account, um, whenever it rounds up to the nearest dollar and then takes that change, like, the keep the change thing, too. Um, another thing is, um, not to dive completely into financials, was... <laughs> Looking at my spending habits for the last couple of years, I realized that I wasn't getting a lot of cash back even though I was using the same credit card for three or four years. Um, So after having the credit card for a while and realizing I was being pretty responsible, I switched my credit card to one that has better cash back based on my spending. Mm. So I do use... um, one that gives me much better cash back on things like gas, grocery, and of course Amazon. And so that's w- definitely one thing. I kind of, whatever money I make on cash back, I use it as like my own fund. I can pay, get whatever I want. And actually it went towards my iPad recently. Interesting,
0: interesting. I'm just starting to end of that world um, after some of our talks actually. I've been always using my debit card, which is really not the best idea. Um, so I've been moving more of my, um, I've been getting more and more use out of my credit cards and then trying to select the ones that give me the most cash back. So I'm in the process of evaluating some of those right now, checking out um, Credit Card Nerd or whatever it's called.
1: I highly also recommend, uh, the big one that helped me curb my decision was uh, Personal Finance Reddit, the subreddit. Yes, so we'll yes. include a link in our show notes, but um, really helpful, uh, helpful information. And mm-hmm. I think the one thing is take it, it might go both ways, but if it's coming from a lot of people, but a lot of people believe this is a good way of doing it, or they recommend this credit card, um, I usually trust the general opinions of the crowd.
0: Mm. You no, know, I, I love personal finance. I've been subscribed for a while, and on any issue, you know, it's always just great to have um, a good number of opinions. But they usually seem logical, um, well rooted, and well cited. Generally, um, I know it's a very very thoroughly curated subreddit, so I think you know, um, take it with a grain of salt, but trust it more than most other subreddits.
1: Yeah, so on to pers- Speaking of personal finance, now we're going to be super irresponsible. <laughs> so our kind of our prompt for this week for this episode was: if we are given given a lump sum of money um let's say it was given on a gift card yeah. and we couldn't actually save and be the responsible college students yeah. that we are rob
0: something in the range of two three four up to five thousand dollars
1: yeah um and we had to spend it um and we couldn't save it mm-hmm. so do you want to start off with your first item your big treat yourself item
0: sure um oh, this isn't really a big one per se but i've been really thinking about it um that north face access backpack and okay. we just talked about it but if I was given a large sum of money, you know, this wouldn't take nearly all of it. It's less than um, $300, but it would be something I would want to buy right away. I really like that backpack. Uh, my current one is just fine, but that backpack just looks incredible to me. Um, for anybody not familiar with has all these latches and jillions of pockets, and it just seems like the perfect backpack for carrying around a lot of gadgets. And I love the sleek design, and is it waterproof? Probably not waterproof, but not like sure. it's it looks like you know it's very nice enclosures and everything. And What's really the
1: main like. benefit of the latches? That I was trying to understand is it just a design choice that's like very sexy for a bag, or is there a reason why people want to use something like that? Um One
0: reason I can think of. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say I think the reason is just aesthetic. Okay. I'm almost positive. But um, one thing I don't really like is you know if I have metal tech products sliding in between a zipper, I don't really like that. Does it actually cause damage? I don't think so, but um, I can see, you know, that and also like, you know, getting a bigger opening potentially, I guess could be potential. Okay. And um, I haven't really looked into it too much, but I think largely it's aesthetic. I mean, when you see that thing just like fly open, open, it's pretty cool.
1: I think we're both fans of North Face in general. I've always lusted over products when I was younger when I couldn't afford getting North Face stuff. So I totally understand. I've always loved the brand and the stuff and we both have North Face backpacks. So mm-hmm. I totally understand. Um, kind of going what you said um, I have a backpack I've been lusting for for about a year or so and it's made by a brand called Incase which I really really love I have one of their laptop sleeves with the handle and just the craftsmanship it's also one of the main brands that Apple sells in their store so you know it's like highly supported by Apple but it's their Incase icon backpack it retails about $150 they have one in this really beautiful bright red and if you guys don't know me already I love that color but once again it's aesthetically really pleasing it's really slim has a million pockets and my favorite aspect, which I emphasize, is there's a dedicated battery pocket <laughs> right near your hip that has the feed. So if you wanted to charge your phone while the battery's in your pocket, you could feed the cable out. Really? Why hasn't anyone else thought of that? It's amazing. <laughs> but overall, the build quality is really nice, and I love the design.
0: So is the number one item like in priority for you also the backpack?
1: yeah at this point it's definitely not the most expensive item here but i'm even considering it like i'm starting a new internship and stuff and i use an old backpack i wouldn't mind getting something that i can invest in for the next couple years because my north face has treated me good for four years i feel like sometimes it's ready for a little bit of an upgrade Mm
0: -hmm. no i agree with you you know it's one of those things where it's like the other items on this list are um cool and fun but the backpack's something i use every day yeah and i'd get the most use out of it
1: it's such a means of expression too especially for a woman like you we don't, we don't see many people carrying a purse on campus because you don't, you don't have the opportunity to. Everyone has to carry their backpack. And outside of college, I do carry a purse, and I'm very particular about what I carry. So the backpack, I think, for both men and female, it's like, how do you carry it and like in what style? It can say a lot about you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. So what's your second item?
1: My second one is probably not that surprising. Actually, I'm not sure. If I had the money, I would get the iPad Pro Keyboard. Oh really? Yeah. So right now my setup is I'm using this MoCo case that I got off of Amazon that I really like, and I also have the Microsoft keyboard and stuff. But it'd be so nice just to have that dedicated keyboard like what Ray had on his iPad Pro. Mm. Um, I probably would get a decal for the back of my iPad so it wouldn't scratch, but that all-in-one, that smart cover functionality, and the keyboard is actually pretty good and you don't worry about syncing it or pairing it. I think the biggest nuisance with the keyboard is sometimes it loses Mm -hmm. the Bluetooth connection be so nice it was just connected using the smart connector and i don't have to worry about it
0: I and mean, quite honestly i'm kind of surprised you don't already have it
1: it's the price i always say if it was 99 dollars, i could justify getting it because it's the same price as the pencil and i got the pencil really quickly but for 150 dollars, and for a product that you don't know might work with the next future product because i'm bound to upgrade at some point it's going to lose all of its resale value once the new one comes out anyway
0: that's a fair point. Um, I guess I have a little more faith they would be reused. I mean, look at the Surface line, like most of those keyboards, most not all, are backwards compatible. Like, I know my sister's Surface Pro 2 could, I think, use the newest keyboard. Um, and Apple has traditionally been a little more better. I mean, I know the newest one, the magnetic cover. Oh, it drives me
1: nuts. I had the Apple leather case for my iPad Air 2. The magnets are reversed. And like I want to believe in good faith in the company that they did it for engineering reasons. But they literally just reverse the magnets. It's the same exact size. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and I, but like you know, they kept with the lightning standard for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, I realize this is a new standard, so it might be more subject to change. But um, that said, I, I understand like that's a lot for a keyboard. I don't think my desktop keyboard costs more than fifty dollars. Yeah,
1: exactly. So if it went down to a hundred dollars, or I found it used for a hundred dollars, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to getting it. It's just that price point is a little too much for me personally. Mm. Um, but onto what is your next item, Rob?
0: Ooh. Um, So this is one of those things where, like, it's a big wish list item. I don't think I could even, like, manage this right now, but I would love to. um, I guess if I had my own apartment, one that wasn't at the school, um, to have, like, my own, like, server set up um, to handle media, some of my computing needs, and just start building, like, some really solid um, infrastructure that I would kind of manage my life off of. Um, Would I need this? Certainly not, but I think it'd be fun. Um, so it's something I'd be interested in in getting that rack And like yeah. Having some PCs there um, I think I don't know The reason I like Would kind of be hesitant To buy this now is not only the size But the noise um,
1: Power consumption Power consumption Cost
0: to run So it, It's something that I think Would be really cool And it's up on my list high Because it's just one of the first things I thought, I thought of There's a really cool setup On um the battle station subreddit and Reddit where this I think he's a Google engineer has this giant server in his basement and every computer in his house is just a monitor that takes a feed from that computer. Oh, that's so, so cool. He can manage his whole house with like updates and everything off this one computer. And when his friends come over, he has these like special cabinets that open up and everybody has their own computer, but that's really all off this one computer that's virtualizing these others. So I think it's cool. Um, totally unnecessary and frivolous, but I would love to like do something like that.
1: We're pretty similar. I have on my list, um, I would buy some type of server setup. I'd probably do a Mac mini server and run it headless. And then connected to it, I would have a large capacity uh, NAS. So either Synology or Drobo. And once again, it would be for like media and for backup for my family and doing all those things.
0: Could you explain a little bit um, that set for just our listeners? Because I'm not sure if everybody will be familiar with what a NAS is and a headless server and all yeah.
1: that. Yeah, so um, just running it headless means you're not running it with a monitor. So for the Mac Mini with my iPad Pro now, I'd probably just plug it into the wall. I'd probably do ethernet directly into the router for a more reliable internet connection. But then I, would, I wouldn't need a keyboard or mouse because I'd be doing all the operation on my iPad or through my computer uh, remotely. So I wouldn't have to plug in extra peripherals. Um, if I'm really dreaming about the setup, be like a TV. I could hook up the Mac Mini to the TV, possibly, just Ooh. to do software updates. But it would run almost like a large Apple TV sitting on my entertainment center. Um, a NAS is a network attached storage. Um, it's kind of redundant for what I want to do, but I still wouldn't mind having a dedicated Mac still, especially as I try to move farther and farther away from bringing a laptop with me. Um, but these are pretty much low power or medium power. Uh, Linux computers that allow you to back up and they have large capacities. So I have one made by Western Digital. It runs Linux, but it's a four terabyte. It's two mirrored two terabyte drives. Um, And I do basic things like backing up and I use things for like downloads and things like that too. But I would buy, I wouldn't buy Western Digital. That's my one recommendation for all the listeners out there. It's pretty limited in software. The app ecosystem isn't as big. So it's been more annoying to get updates and stuff. I'd probably go with Synology, which is the really popular one and highly recommended for Drobo turbo Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. For those listening, um, I would recommend Western Digital hard drives, but yeah. not necessarily their software. Interesting. So did we move on to our next one? Yeah. So my next one, um, I've been dying to get a pair of wireless headphones. Okay, yeah. Maybe the um like uh I forgot the call. I was dying to remember the name. Those buds, those new ones.
1: That's exactly what I have on my list. Or so we haven't if you guys don't know, we both made our list independently and we didn't tell each other. S- semi-independently to be yeah, fair. Yeah, and like because we wanted to kind of surprise ourselves and see, but literally point for point we've had the same exact things. Wait,
0: what are they called? The ones? The ball- braggies. The braggy. I don't know if I get the braggy, but yeah. the next generation of the braggies. Dash- Samsung
1: is releasing a set. And I think once a big company like Samsung that does hardware accessories hits the market, then they're going to mainstream. That I'm very excited for.
0: And those would be perfect because then I could use the music off my watch. And just play them i think that'd be so much fun yeah. and that'd be so um you know cool you wouldn't have to worry about keeping your phone with you and i guess for me like if i was going on a run or something it'd just be really convenient or going to the gym or whatever so yeah. i would appreciate those i think it'd be a lot of fun
1: um i also tried uh with our recent guest ray he actually bought a pair of the hear earplugs so they're not earbuds that don't play music but what they do is they adjust the eq around you using an app and stuff so i want a pair of earbuds that can play music and do the other thing cause I like, don't like the sound of vacuums and I don't like the sound of hair uh, hair dryers and stuff. Just being able to put these earbuds in and tune it out, I feel like would just make my life a little bit nicer.
0: I'm surprised that here don't do that because while that function is really cool, I think that really limits their scope because yeah. you wouldn't want... well. I at least wouldn't want those always in. I could see people that might, but
1: they're they're really, they're really pushing during like music festivals. They mm-hmm. had a big promotion during Coachella, and it would be nice to go see a band live, but not have to worry about damaging your ears and also not hearing the best modality sound, but still live. That's true.
0: That's true. I, I would. I definitely see the appeal. I think I just have a hard time stomaching the price.
1: Yeah, they're still at that price point where it's so expensive. Um, my kind of solution for that lust is I actually bought another pair of earbuds, Bluetooth earbuds. They're not <laughs> completely wireless. Um, but they are from my favorite brand my accessory brand anchor and so they're about 25 bucks and they fit really well and i recommend them to you rob and anyone listening who wants to make the upgrade um they sound just as good as your ear pods but the convenience of not having to you ever have that problem where you like take out your phone and you actually yank the cable and it yanks the earbuds out of your ears yeah and it yeah. hurts so much you like it's a 25 five dollar price for that type of security that won't happen so highly recommend them
0: i would look into those that's a pretty accessible price point
1: The other thing I was thinking for these wireless earbuds, since they're so close and they might have really good listening, really good voice assistant. So you know how Alexa is being placed in a lot of third-party products? We first saw it with the kitchen magnet and now in a watch. Could you imagine, like, the same type of quality of Alexa but in your ear?
0: That's true. But I don't, don't, you know, the thing about Alexa and, like, these other voice assistants is... I don't want multiple voice assistants. Like I tried putting the Cortana app, Google Now on my iPhone. Um, but when I was on my Android phone, I used Google Now. When I was on Windows phone, I used Cortana. And if I'm using my iPhone, I want to use Siri. And like yeah. I like that it keeps information, you know, within that system. Yeah. And you know, I I wish they could just use it like as a microphone. I know there's certain latency with that and like overhead, but that would be my ideal solution if yeah. you could just use it through that system in conjunction.
1: Yeah, it would. I wouldn't personally pick Alexa, but I like what they're doing and seeing videos and stuff and people going nuts about the Alexa, aside from our professor who, I guess, hates her. <laughs> um, that type of accuracy, because I think we always, this is like a recurring theme, Like I think Siri is falling behind mm-hmm. um, and I just wish it had the same reliability, because I would use it more.
0: Did you see, uh, and this is totally tangential, but SoundCloud released their own AI? I forget what it was called, Mm -mm. but um, it was extremely fast. Like, people couldn't explain how this AI was so quick answering queries. And the uh, reliability, too, was really impressive. It's only an app right now, it's pretty self contained, but you can ask it queries. It's very good with like contextual stuff. Like, if you ask one thing, it'll get the other. And the speed, it's like you're talking with a real person. Um, It's basically a tech demo, but. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, and also the original creators of Siri, because they used to be their own company, and then the technology was bought by Apple, they released their new second generation. And uh, I haven't read much, but they seemed really boastful. They're very confident in the second generation. So Mm. if they created the roots of what we're using now, I would be amazed to see what they release independently.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd be really excited to see what happens and try it out for myself. That'd be cool. All
1: right. Um, so you went, I kind of hopped onto yours, I guess I'll give my pick. And yeah. I'll be very surprised if you have this one in mind. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm putting this is I saw it recently on sale. Um, but I drive a car, I own a car, and my car has a Pioneer Dash system that I've had since high school. It's kind of nice because it has a GPS and stuff, but the internal battery is busted, so sometimes it doesn't turn on. Also the connection into it is very unreliable, so no matter what lightning cable I use, it's very unreliable. So I said, why wouldn't I buy a CarPlay Dash system? So I buy the top-of-the-line one just to know that it's the best you can get at this point. Um, I use all the major Apple services like iMessage and uh, Apple Music, so I could just say like, "Hey Siri, play Taylor Swift," and it would it work? Um, and I would finally be out of the control of Pioneer making these terrible user interfaces.
0: Mm. That is not what I had actually. <laughs> For once, that's really interesting though. I um I guess I would. I have lusted for the um, the Apple CarPlay or the Android Auto functionality. Um, that's a really good one, though. I wouldn't have thought Prices of that. Prices are
1: dropping, too. So when they were first released, there's only a couple of Dash systems. I saw one on dealnews.com for $300.
0: That's pretty good. So
1: for a doubled-in car system, like that's how much mine cost when I got it in high school, is really good. I was actually pretty close to pulling the trigger or at least asking my parents if they were willing to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice, and like I think... It's weird because I feel like I'm more ingrained into Apple's services now on iOS 9 than I was even back in like iOS 6. Um, I didn't use the music player, I didn't use messages as much, mm-hmm. but now I feel like I'm pretty much deep into it and a lot of people will probably believe that. It'd be nice to have all that integration in the car.
0: Yeah, well, that's where it's all going, the integrations and stuff. I, I agree with you. Like I would love to get that. Um, I guess for me, I would want to upgrade my car first. Yeah, that's the biggest
1: <laughs> thing. Like it's like a band aid solution. Where I think in the end, we have both lust for just a new car.
0: Yeah, but that's outside the budget, unfortunately. But I thought about that one. Believe me. No, my next one. Um, <laughs> this isn't really tech, I guess. But I really want. Um, a couple Black Fridays ago, I bought a snowboard, and I mean, this was when I was until in high school, and I still don't have boots for it. So I really, really want a pair of snowboard boots. <laughs> I just have the board sitting there. I borrowed my friend's boots one time, so I used it once. Uh, I even have bindings for it. I got those from a student here for pretty cheap, but I haven't been able to use it because I don't have any boots. So I've been stuck using my skis, um, which you know I want to just try the other ones. And yeah. my friends go to like a smaller mountain. I really like to play around with it. So that was just something I was I really wanted. <laughs>
1: so do you see that as really the next purchase then? Because that's like a more
0: the problem with that purchase is it's always so seasonal, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy in the summer. I'll just wait till the winter, and then when the winter comes around like oh do i have time to go i i haven't had that much time to go skiing lately so i haven't been able to put the money in and snowboarding boots are surprisingly expensive
1: one day you're gonna wake up you're 60 and you'll be like oh that snowboard does not have boots i wonder <laughs> if it's too late now
0: well it's really i mean for those listening it's really a much better deal to buy if you go at all because the rental prices are just ridiculous like yeah, I if i imagine. bought the boots i'd make my money back and i'd, I'd like two I'd, or three do, visits or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah or at least break even
1: yeah I guess related to that um, on my list is um, watching Casey Neistat's vlogs um, and then teaching myself how to skateboard a couple of years ago. Um, I want some type of electric personal vehicle. Mm. And so it'd be nice on campus because I live like 10, 15 minutes. I hate walking. People know that about me. I just never like walking. I always prefer driving, and I wish there was some way to just strap some wheels onto my legs and go somewhere. Um, I'm not sure if it would be a Boosted Board. They're very expensive at this point. It would take up my whole dream budget right now. (laughs) Uh, But there are things like the Blink Board coming out. that are about $500 and stuff. It should be so nice to ride on something like that. Mm.
0: Boosted Board would be cool. I'm not quite as talented as you, so. I haven't dreamed of something like that, but I have thought about the Erby scooter a little bit. Yeah,
1: right, that's the other one, the, the really tiny cool. wheels. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I feel like they're kind of ridiculous. I would fun. ask
1: you, if you got one as a gift, would you be comfortable enough to ride it? Oh, oh absolutely. Would you really, Would you do it? I
0: think it'd be so much fun. I mean, it'd be kind of funny, but like I would totally do it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I just don't know where I'd put it between classes, but that's a whole other problem. It
1: folds up, like people bring in longboards into college and they leave it next to their desk. That it folds up somewhat. At no,
0: 35 pounds.
1: Oh, well, I guess you would strap it to a bicycle rack yeah, or something. Yeah, or something
0: like that. I mean, it'd be a load of fun, but...
1: On our campus, there is a wide variety of personal transportation vehicles, mm-hmm. and I think there is different amounts of stigma for each of them. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see what gets looked at whenever people use it.
0: I almost put a hoverboard on here, like those uh, the swagway or whatever. Yeah,
1: I want one too!
0: But, like, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it'd be really cool for, like... A couple weeks.
1: It's the selfie, st- so this, that like those hoverboards are really pre- uh, popular at Christmas. I feel like they are the selfie stick of personal transportation.
0: Mm. I mean, they're cool. I'd love to play around with them, but yeah. I just don't know if I could justify paying the money for it. I would and buy a real Segway. real Segway would be cool.
1: I would write that to class. Yeah? I would not be ashamed to write that to class. I would, too. I'd run kids over with it. Our producer is looking at us uh, horrified. <laughs> Quick question, Producer Selena. If you had to pick one personal transportation Thing to ride to class and possibly in the city. Which one would you choose? Candace's car, <laughs> <laughs> Uber. Okay. But I guess like I would like one of the hoverboard things, but I just like when I think about segways, I think about like old people on like tours. The, and, and me And, and Washington,
0: <laughs> D.C. Oh, That is a thing But I would still own I think they're so cool Like Yeah,
1: and it's somewhat safe Like a Segway itself Doesn't go beyond a certain Like a booster board's pretty dangerous It can go up like 25 miles an hour Like yeah. you can really fall off that
0: thing I'm waiting for like the day When like Because Sam And Casey are always vlogging on him, I'm like Somebody's going to fall I oh, know no, it's going to happen He
1: like Casey messed up his hand A couple weeks ago Because yeah. like He was trying to avoid this woman That got in his way And he fell And he hit his hand Um, I tried riding one. Rob watched me. Uh, Not that great, but I dream of that time when I get good enough to ride it around campus. Yeah. As long as I go in a straight line. If only our campus was just one long road that's completely straight, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, But there's a lot of turns, and my turning is very, very rudimentary.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing. I It would take me some getting used to. I'd also be like, a little concerned for my well-being, especially because, like, I know like, I'll be like, oh, I'm late to class, and then i
1: You would zip off, like, yeah. full speed, right? And those are really scary.
0: <laughs> I'd think about it, though.
1: But, like, I can't wait for prices to go down and for it to be a reality. I, like, even, like, I loved rollerblading when I was a kid. If they had, like, electric rollerblades.
0: Mm. They have um, some pretty great... I saw this kid, they're, like, um, wheels on the bottom of your feet, and, like... It looked crazy. It almost looked like he was just sliding on the ground because they were so small. And they were like, um, if his feet were facing like north, these went east to west. They were perpendicular to his feet. So he would like slide, like curve. It was it was wild. I don't know how he was balanced on them.
1: I like. I want electric Heelys. I think, like, I never got a pair of Heelys when I was a child. And I feel like I've been deprived of that experience. And I love rollerblading and ice skating. So I just want an electric pair that takes me to class. And then when you're done, you can take them off. Mm-hmm. Or they would recede into your shoe
0: your like Achilles would be cool. I'd buy those.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Our producer is looking <gasps> horrified.
0: She's laughing until you make, do laps around her, at least.
1: Yeah, like who's laughing yeah. now? Anyway, uh, what's your next pick?
0: My next one? Um, so kind of going into like some nostalgia here. I would love to have a good library of GameCube games. I bought a GameCube. It wasn't that expensive, but the real trap is the games. They're ridiculous. Yeah. So I have this item, and I can't even use it. Um,
1: Did I ever tell you my experience? Probably I haven't, but when I went to Japan, we walked by this random store that looked like just any other arcade, but it was, was this crazy vintage video game store, and so you could buy every game from every major console in every game, um, and it was really affordable, it wasn't like eBay-based prices, the only d- downfall was everything was in Japanese, <laughs> so my brother and I ended up buying Nintendo 64 every single game that we wanted as a child because we never were able to get one, oh. and we played all the Japanese versions all night.
0: That's pretty fun. Yeah, I have the emulator on my computer, and that's a lot of fun. Um, I just wish it was more affordable to get into, but, you know, there's not really a lot I can talk about to that one, I guess. It's just something that I want from my childhood.
1: Let me insinuate, but not encourage, that if you buy something like an Android television, like an NVIDIA Shield, that comes with a controller, it should be very easy to, uh, it's very easy to load an emulator, even up to Nintendo Wii games, mm. uh, and to legally load ROMs to play. Just as a heads up.
0: If I were the kind of person who would be inclined to do so, I would I would definitely think Yeah, about I
1: heard from someone who heard from someone who heard from someone. But it's definitely doable if the games are the biggest limitation.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's next for you?
1: Um, my big thing, um, a little bit, once again, a little bit less uh, tech, but a little bit more, I guess, closer to the toaster that we talked about last <laughs> week, um, is I would buy a whole bunch of coffee gear. And so the first thing I would buy is this gooseneck kettle. That allows you to control the temperature of the water and so for people who don't know there's a couple of variables that control how good your coffee tastes um i drink at least one cup a day and i'm french pressing right now but if you do something like an aeropress, press you have to control the temperature the size of the grind of the beans and then of course the freshness of the beans so i buy pretty fresh beans but i'm using a pretty cheap coffee grinder and i'm just using literally that hot water thing that you get your freshman year to make ramen in it'd be <laughs> so nice to control the temperature and have a consistent cup consistent grind and so you can actually get pretty high in price with a lot of these you can get one of those coffee grinders for about three hundred dollars or so same thing for the gooseneck kettle but if i had all the money in the world i'd buy all that gear and try everything
0: so what is the um the advantage of more expensive gear is it the materials is it like an automation feature is it just um the granularity of control you can get over your brew like i'm not really into the coffee world so
1: it's definitely the control over the brew and so there's a couple of favorite brands and specific products that like last a really long time a lot of these coffee influences are Japanese-based, so there's companies that have been around for many hundreds of years making really great quality products. <laughs> the only exchange is they're a little bit more expensive. So the gooseneck kettle that I want is about like $80 or so, um, but you always guarantee, like you're always guaranteed to pour the water exactly, you know, X degrees, um, and that's really important because for me, sometimes I take the water out and once started to boil, sometimes oh. when it doesn't boil, so you can either get a really bitter cup of coffee or a really sour cup. It'd be so nice to have it all automated. Um, Same thing for coffee grinds. Even like a $100 coffee grinder still can be very inconsistent in the way it cuts the coffee beans. Um, If you had something that was like in the $300 price range, you get really consistent, like much better than Starbucks type
0: of coffee. Mm. That'd be interesting. I have not gotten really into the roll of coffee, and I don't really drink it too much, but I could see why that'd be something you'd want.
1: It's almost like the process of making it is like what wakes me up. It's not even the drinking it, but like trying to find a better taste.
0: Mm. That sounds fun, kind of like chemistry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, kind of, kind of.
0: For me, the next thing, um, I really want to get a nice mechanical keyboard. And I guess the reason this is like a little bit more like a wishless item is, I don't know what kind of keys I like, like the-
1: Cherry um, or whatever.
0: Flavor, (laughs) for lack of a better word, I like. So I was like, you know, I was tempted to buy one, but I wanna get something that I'll really enjoy and something that will give me a lot of flexibility. So I was looking at like the Poker 3 and stuff like that, um, but then they have so many types of keycaps and then configurations. Um, I ultimately, I got the um, the Apple desktop keyboard with a number pad. It's pretty reasonable for those listening. It's like $50 and it's a really solid keyboard.
1: And that's the wired um, version, right? Because you can't get yeah. the numpad with the wireless version at this yeah.
0: point. Yeah, I mean, the wired one is what I want. I'm a big fan of like wired peripherals because um, connectivity issues. I'm starting to maybe look more, now they're rechargeable, I might consider the other ones, but oh yeah, the new one. I don't like dealing with batteries as much, so I want the wired ones. Um, it's a nice segue, because it's like the same keyword as what I have on my laptop, so it's all consistent, but I, I could really go for something like that if I could find it at um, you know a good price range, and if I could really, I'd love to try out some of the keycaps to get a feel for like what clicks with me.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess the next thing for me is I've been thinking, I'm moving into an apartment next semester. Um, instead of sharing like an open area with some people I don't know, I'm actually living with a lot of close friends. So they've kind of given me the keys into kind of customizing the apartment. So I've already bought an Airport Express recently as a refurbished deal for $50. Mm-hmm. And with that, it comes with a USB port and an aux cable. So I'm already thinking about like, which speaker will I have plug in? And most of us are iPhone users, so we can AirPlay, oh. same thing for the printer. Uh, but just thinking about the home theater setup that I would create in my own apartment, um, a lot of my home theater stuff in my NAS are at home in my home home because um, I didn't want to bring it. I don't have the space for it this semester. But really decking out that setup, buying a nice new television, like what, 50 yeah. inches, 46 inches, 60 inches. 60. <laughs> in, like, the prices of TVs fall so quickly and the yeah. value depreciates, but it's it's pretty cheap to get a nice big television. Uh, but hooking up to it like a NAS, my Apple TV, I would buy an Nvidia Shield, um, and then I would get into home automation, so I would buy an Amazon Echo. I would buy the bulbs. Mm. I would buy the switches. Uh, one that of my biggest cool. fears is leaving the hair straightener on. So I would not mind getting one of those switches that I can guarantee that even if I drive away, I can just remotely turn off That'd be really the switch.
0: Cool. Oh, man. I've been thinking about some of the stuff, but um, the reason it's not here is next year I'll be living on campus still. Um my transition to res life. And even if I buy a lot of those home automation things, they don't have support for enterprise Wi-Fi, so I can't connect them. I had that issue with my Amazon Dash buttons.
1: And the Chromecast, too, right?
0: Yeah, so I'm afraid it's not worth my time to buy these things, so they'll just be sitting there as yeah. you know, great paperweights.
1: It was my first time this semester living off campus, and it was so liberating, like, having our own Wi-Fi and stuff. And then I was able to switch out my router and put in the Apple One and, like, controlling all that stuff. It's my first time really controlling that domain. Uh-huh. I'm so excited how far I can go with it.
0: I'm so jealous. That'd be really nice. I am interested in getting, though, um, <laughs> another monitor. The same one. Oh, the same exact one? The same one, or maybe bigger. Um, I actually already have a dual monitor stand. My dad didn't like I got him a dual monitor stand. He didn't really like it. He was too, a little too much for him. So I gave him my nicer monitor in exchange for his two lesser quality ones. Um, wow. But he was happier. He only had one, and it was bigger and nicer. I was happy because I got the stand. Um, I really haven't done anything with the other monitors. I might use them still. But I was thinking if I can get those two really big, nice Dell monitors up there, that would be like perfection. Oh, yeah. And they have like the super thin bezels. So it'd be like, you know, this wraparound display um, almost 50 inches around me. Like that would be, I, probably not 50, it's 25 diagonal, but it, it'd be a pretty decent size array. So that would be really cool.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm already thinking about like if I had money for just like a desk setup. But like, now I'm kind of falling into that thing where like I like to be more mobile, and I'm trying to go more iPads. So, like So I used to be so obsessed with the way my desk was set up and having it a certain way. And I do have like a dual monitor set up. It's not as impressive um, as yours. Well, but... I don't have one yet. So now I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like, I want things to be more mobile. I would do this and that. Um, I think the last thing I would really consider getting, um, especially as my iPad's Wi-Fi only, I would get one of those Wi-Fi hotspots. So mm. something like Karma, which is a really popular one, um, it uses, I believe, Sprint and T-Mobile. But what it is, you buy an X amount of, X amount of data that doesn't expire, you use it up. Um, and there's this thing where the karma is if you share with other people, you get more Wi-Fi. Mm. Um, I don't want to sign up for another data plan. I'm also on a grandfathered unlimited data plan with AT&T. So if I ever tried Tether with my phone, I lose it. So I'm always terrified of that. Um, but it would be so nice to bring out the iPad and um, be able to connect with it and not have to worry about going over.
0: I wish I could afford a, um, a bigger data plan. I know our friend Mary, she has 20 gigs. And I remember that bus, trip. Right? she was just powering through it oh, on yeah. the ride home doing work. I and mean, if I had 20 gigs for myself, I wouldn't be worried at all.
1: It's the it's like the most limiting feeling that I have unlimited data or up to 22 gigs without throttling, and you can't I can't share the connection. Yeah. So it makes me very reliant on my iPhone when I'm out and about. I would just love to bring my iPad out.
0: Mm, I tell you, it's so <laughs> 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 as somebody doesn't have an unlimited plan, tethering, especially with like Apple devices, is great because you can just click the phone. Um, I remember I've been presenting websites to clients, and it's such a lifesaver when you can just. Go click yeah. and present without having to fumble with what's the Wi-Fi password and stuff.
1: How much do you? How much data do you use, or how much data do you get per month?
0: Um, my family, uh, it's the four of us who are on the data plan, we get ten. I think actually eleven with the promotion. Eleven gigs between all four of us.
1: Do You guys normally go over, or what's your usage like?
0: I mean, it really depends. When we're all in school, typically we're around. We're like uh, pretty well under. But you know, events happen. Usually, if there's a lot of traveling that month, so like a lot of music streaming we'll get pretty close to the 10. But oh. generally speaking, we're pretty pretty good, pretty low.
1: It's like always a weird understanding because I got an iPhone right when the 3GS came out, when the smartphones were getting popular and we got unlimited. And only when my cousin joined the plan, she got her own individual data plan and she goes over all the time. Really? And so it's never been where I always have to check and I feel like if I had an actual limit, I'd be neurotic about it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I go in and check my mom and our phones and like if we have bad Wi-Fi reception, my mom has used 10 gigs. I've used 15 <laughs> once in one month just from streaming stuff. Wow. Um. And so, they can rip out this unlimited data plan out of my cold dead fingers because I'm never letting go.
0: <laughs> it's really not that bad. I mean, they send you messages when you're getting low, so it's not like yeah. you really have to freak out. Until I get the 95% use thing, I don't even like think about yeah. it. That if I hit 95, I just turn off mobile data, and just go all Wi-Fi. Go all Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 annoying. I'd much rather have unlimited, but there's no option for that. So I right? think we all just need
1: to switch to T-Mobile.
0: I would, I would do it if they had good service near my house. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't. Well, that's it for my list.
1: That's it for my list. Um, do you have anything else to add or anything?
0: Uh, not really. I guess I don't know what that says about us. I wish are only seven or eight items long.
1: <laughs> Sorry if we're super materialistic. This is, of course, a wish list, so we don't no. expect it. Um, these are just things that we're really excited about and might purchase on the horizon of time. Actually,
0: there's one other thing. Okay. Um. So, I didn't mention it, but well, I did, I did mention it, my PC part picker list. Um, and I really want to get this, is probably one of the biggest things. Um, and this is definitely like some of those things that's like, so I made this list last summer when I was working, um, or around that time, not while I was working, but um, I really want to get a GTX 980 Ti. Um, and for those not, who aren't familiar, it's a very high end graphics card, um, MSRP upwards of $600. But I want a GTX 980 because you can do some cool machine learning stuff with it. it has a lot of CUDA cores. You can um, game, obviously. But more importantly is you could use it with, like, the Oculus or the oh, Vive. Oh, that's because cool. Because that's a kind of high-end card where it's only a few notches down from the Titan. I think it's just missing. It's lower VRAM, but the clock speeds are almost exactly the same. And, I mean, you still have 6 gigabytes of video RAM That I think. It might have even more. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's expensive. But a graphic card like that could really last you, like, a long time.
1: Especially if you go into doing some kind of virtual reality or development or if you get one of those dev kits, right, you would want a computer powerful enough to support those graphics. Yeah, or just to play
0: games. <laughs> or just to play games! I, I'm really tempted to buy one of those if and when I get enough money and they're coming out with new series this summer so it looks like I probably won't be buying anything until the fall but I'm that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, and originally I was not going to get one that high-end but with all this VR stuff coming out I think it's a good investment in the future. Um, and again, I've been waiting so long as is, I might as well wait and save up more to get something that I think is really valuable. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially with all the VR stuff coming out, because I'd kind of forgotten about it, but now I really want to build this beast of a PC and do that, oh, that's you know, exciting! Tw- $1,200 later when I have the VR thing and the graphics card. But... <laughs> with all the stuff. Eventually, you know, no rush. This is
1: all stuff like on the rise and we might not even get everything. But these are things that we are lusting over.
0: Like I said, I've already been waiting a year to buy any more of these parts. So If, if the time comes.
1: If the time comes. Yeah. All right. So on that note, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, we really appreciate reviews on iTunes. So you can, if you look up Talk on iTunes, we really appreciate it. It helps us get a little bit more popular, get a little bit more feedback. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Overcast, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, Stitcher, on the browser, and I believe Google Play as well since they released their new podcast functionality.
0: Have we been approved? Have we been added?
1: I believe so. Okay. Um, check if you guys are on <laughs> Android or using Google Play, and please email us at tic-tac-talkshow at gmail.com if we're not. Also appreciate any uh, topic ideas or any questions or feedback there as well. You can also find us on Twitter at TikTok Talk Show. You can find Rob at Our, so, oh, uh, uh, Russo underscore Rob. I have to check. All right, I'm Rob checking. is live checking his Twitter account. You can find me at Candace Poon. That won't change. And
0: mine's at Russo underscore Rob.
1: At Russo underscore Rob. Um, and you also find us on Instagram at TikTok Talk Show. Um, but thank you so much. Bye.